Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with Ro. And we are here doing the next four episodes. Sorry, we were a little late. Uh, four episodes. We're doing episodes five, six, seven, and eight of season two of Snowpiercer. Um, I literally just watched episode eight. And I was about to say something to Ro right before we started. And I... I like, I'm just... Like, I like... I, I It's actually come to this thing where... I, I can't tell you if Snowpiercer is actually a good show or not, but I think I like it because of the messiness of how absolutely idiotic Leighton, like, I am drawn to how every episode Leighton manages to be the most clueless person around, and I'm just like, is he really going to be that dumb? He's going to be that dumb. Oh, this is going to be good. Look at some popcorn. Oh, this is... This ain't really gonna let uh, Wilford come up and get onto his train, like, nigga. You seriously? You gonna you gonna just let him walk him over to the? You gonna let him walk over to the to the intercom? You gonna let him speak? Oh, oh, really, nigga? You dumb, nigga. You really okay? Dumb. I know we didn't do this on purpose, but I honestly think this is a better place for us to start talking because I feel like episodes five through eight are their own story arc, yes. and they deserve to be discussed in together and not just because it is one consummately stupid <laughs> move <laughs> after another it's could it's, you i don't mean, you should just call this how to squander your you know how to score what do, what do you and deep home always saying blow what kind of lead Oh, the the, the you know twenty eight to three lead. Yeah, yeah, right. Just, let him come back. Yo, he really is. The, you know, you know what? Leighton really is the Atlanta Falcons. Yo, like Deep Pump's never gonna listen to this, so I can say this. I can do the Atlanta Falcons slander. He really is the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons of like revolutionary leaders because I was just watching as he just makes. He keeps listening to the. We said this before. He listens to the wrong person, and what what drove me even more crazy was like, I've actually become a Roof fan now. I'm like, yo. Ruth is actually, she's actually, she's actually loyal. Like, Melanie was right. You should be listening to Ruth. And you constantly watch him not listen to Ruth. And you're yeah. just like. Hey, and bro. cut her out. Not even just not listen I, to her. But not even have the conversation in the room where it's supposed to be the council. Right. And I was like, what kind of senatorial bipartisan bullshit am I looking at? Every time they get together and they're supposed to be making decisions together. All right. it's. It's one of those things where, like, you you just the guys he's outmatched. He's outmatched. I mean, there's that one moment when uh, again, I, I'm with you. I think that you. I'm actually glad that we actually end up doing these four together and didn't do the three because you really do need episode eight. Kind of really sets it up for the last two episodes. Um, yeah, and they just put the last. They just put ten in our in our queue today, so we can we can catch up on we can watch that. But like, man, I I, it, I need a moment. <laughs> no, but I I feel like it was a great it was it's a great almost cliffhanger to end at eight because at this point you end with Wolver taking the train, but it's like this is triumph triumphant moment for him, and you get it. You see how he was able to do it, and you're and when you go back and watch those episodes, you're like you're watching him do the little little machinations. Mm -hmm. You're watching them slowly do things, and you're watching as Leighton completely doesn't get, like, he's com he's always, like, not even, like, two steps behind. He's, like, ten steps behind. And he's looking not at in the this game, man. He you're is right. not in this you're game. Right. He's, he's over here making friendship bracelets. Yeah. And I, I, at the very beginning of this, we left off with them asking Audrey to do something they should have never asked her to do. Right. And um, I, I am a firm believer that you, before you ask somebody to do something, you need to do a gut check on what you would be willing to do if you were in their circumstances. And when you ask somebody to put their, their body, mind, and soul on the line, mm -hmm. you need to be sure of how you rescue them. You have to have a rescue plan. And he asked this, this and and again, with why is Zara here? Because she's not even passing on information that she has that he should be having, increasing the likelihood that he's making dumb choices. When she walked in that room and saw that woman's face when she was in there with Wilford, mm -hmm. she should have immediately you turned back out, went and got the counsel and said, Don't let her do this. Well, it's well, it's it's that. 
but it's also just this idea of leverage, right? And mm-hmm. you don't you don't send people to do a job for you where on the other side the person that you're sending them to spy on can offer them more. Because here's the thing, um, I'm also looking at Josie as also a next one that might fucking turn a little bit because you know he gave, he's giving her back something. He's doing whether. Everybody He's given her more than she lost in I, terms of exactly, their life. Exactly. And I'm like, y- you can't send that person over. Those people don't make good spies. They make good double spies, right? They Double agents. Like, you can't send that person over there because they're going to turn on you because you're not offering. What, you're literally asking them to do all this. It's like what they asked um, the lone break man to do. It's like, you're lucky that he still came back and was like, now, Wilford fucked me up. He, 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 re- he finally realized that that was the only good thing that happened for Layton, and it was just by accident that um, the last break was basically like, oh, Breachman, he was like, oh, Layton, no, uh, Wilford really did set and kill my, my folks up. So, no, right. I got you. I mean, that's but, the, but and that was by but accident. But, but it's, it's not even just that. It's like, okay, I, we all know, and you probably, I don't have a problem with a villain origin story. I don't have a problem with a villain agenda. But I, and, and part of it is because if you were going to go down a dark path and survive, it's, it connotes that you at least have an understanding that you can't be a dumbass, at least at a base level. I think that's probably why I like villains sometimes better than the supposed hero. But like, because we are, we always feel like we need to be forgiving of the disaster prone. And I, I do, do think it deserves saying everybody on this train is exhausted. This is deeply ironic given our conversation we just had. But they just finished fighting what's this essentially a civil war. They had a coup. They didn't get to resolve anything before they turn around and they have somebody as who's a literal enemy at the gates. I recognize that. I understand all of that. But this goes beyond him making the tactical error to not immediately say, while I go figure out what's going on over here, you guys organize the vote. And to have Ruth say, we need hospitality to come up with a plan for how we integrate all of the cars. He's a cop who's maybe a halfway decent detective. Oh, I was with the, I, I'm glad you brought that up, because I'm like, this motherfucker's actually a bad detective. Like, I'm waiting for that, like, detective moment, and I'm like, mm-hmm. nigga, you actually... No, and, and actually, on, on the other side of it, though, I'm like, actually, this is actually pretty good, because you know what? Most detectives are probably not that... They're not the Sherlock Holmes that people are trying to make them seem out to be. So it was like, you know what? This actually makes sense. Yeah, no, they're I was like, you're a bumble. Right. I'm like, I'm like... like they're, they're, but, they're not as proactive as we make them seem like, like, um, they're uh, very uh, passive. Yeah, they're very. And, 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 and I think that years and years of TV makes people think that every detective is basically this like Sherlock Holmes, like they can see things through. But then when you realize it's like, actually, no, most of the detectives are actually pretty bad at their fucking jobs and are, and are very, very passive. And they're doing the basics that anybody who's halfway observant is probably better at i'm like yes yeah, so wait a minute. you've got somebody who's doing the least right and i'm like wait a minute this guy this dude is terrible at this shit because even as a detective like um a best is better than him because she's been yeah. trying to tell him the entire time it's like hey there's something else going on there's a bigger issue going over here there's been something we need and he's basically like nah 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 not paying attention i'm like it's because yep. she's a woman and I don't care what anyone uh, says. Yeah. Because, oh, she's tired. She's exhausted. She's overwrought. Mm. He's writing her off because she's a woman. She has instincts that he doesn't have. They're the exact same instincts for why he thought that he should have her and try to convert her to his cause when he was just a tailie. And now suddenly that he's in a position of power, she's just an overwrought woman. Yeah. You know, it, you know what? And, and I think that that... Um, you brought this up a couple... Uh, uh, the last couple times. And I think that this lines up because we've seen it over these last four episodes like the only woman he listened to is the wrong woman Zari. he's not listening to to um ruth he sends he sends women out there to do he sent two women two yeah. women out to do do a job he keeps sending right. women to do his dirty work except for um except for uh what was it uh pike he did send pike to do his dirty work too which, he broke pike he, right he broke i mean like he's He's breaking all, like, he's doing all, he's making all the mistakes, and you're like, oh, you didn't think any of this through. You didn't think. He you, did. You're not, you're, you're he not. just, his, he did think it through. You're right, he but did. The, the, the thing is, he, 
he's the guy they sent in the back to stop the cannibalism. Yeah. He's got chosen one syndrome, number one. But the other part of it is, is a big, huge part, is he holds on to his resentments. Mm -hmm. So Ruth, he doesn't like even more than he doesn't trust. Because as exemplified by the episode where she didn't even remember who the hell Winnie is and why Winnie would freaking run from her. I I do appreciate that. I I appreciate what they did with that and showing Ruth. Because I was like, at some point I was like, is nobody going to deal with the fact that Ruth was actually kind of ruthless a little bit? And so I appreciate that and her having to deal with that and her coming on saying this can't be who we are and showing. This this is why I started actually liking Ruth going like, man, it just made me, it made me realize how much late. And I'm like, oh, you've made even bigger mistakes because you have the people. You have the people. You just have not been listening to them. You're still listening. You won't utilize your resources because you won't let go of your resentments, but you expect all of the people in third and second and first class to put down their resentments and embrace the tale. And now you're surprised when Wolford manages to fully infiltrate your train and take away what you need to be able to do your job while Melanie's not there and to hold things together and everybody is willing to turn and blame the tail. You haven't done anything to do in, to repair any of these things. And a reason why he hasn't done it is because he thinks that he's the only one who should still get to be angry and resentful and judge people from that mm-hmm. position. Like I think that the trajectory that they gave for Ruth coming to the realize of what it is she wants and who she wants to be and how she wants to be perceived, I think they let it be a little too subtle. So for some people, it's going to feel very dissatisfying in episode seven and eight um, to see her suddenly have what feels like an epiphany from nowhere. But if you also noticed earlier when they were talking about what they were going to do about Melanie not responding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that hit her hard, too. And yeah, not only did that hit her hard, but when she looked at it and said, and, and she's like, you know, you're you're a leader here. What you say matters. She's like, I really, really need it to. Mm-hmm. And she almost started crying. Um, and how she was very, very slick about how she made the announcement about the ping with relation to Melanie and mm-hmm. the future. Um, that's when I realized the only justifiable reason for why Layton does not listen to her is he does not have any respect for women. And I don't mean that in the sense that he won't work with women. He won't he won't follow a woman's lead, so to speak, because you sent your girl it's, yeah. over to the other ship. But a part of the reason why that happened is guilt, not mm-hmm. loyalty and not, not him really understanding where they were coming from. But a lot of it was guilt because she looked him in the face and said, you've forgotten who your people are mm-hmm. and somebody needs to remember them. So she's not doing it for him. She just let him think it was about him because she knows how to manipulate him. And, and Ruth doesn't. And Ruth is like, I expect you to be on the up and up. I expect you to be, I expect you to be grown and, and handle your shit the way you're supposed to. If this is what we do, you want to leave me out? I, I can make moves without well, you. Well, you want, well, a couple of things too, right? Uh, Layton, there's that. You know, it's the, it's that, it's the base level misogyny that all of us men have, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he's not this like super sexist and super misogynistic dude but it's that idea of when you start realizing it's like wait i don't listen to women as much as i think i do oh shit and he hasn't had that moment that moment of clarity yet so there's that but two the other problem is like he's still living in the tail mm-hmm. he's still living in the tail he hasn't he hasn't accepted the fact that well it's not his chain anymore but he he never accepted the fact that it's your train you had the train mr lee he never did yeah. You because never, he wouldn't talk to Ruth. <laughs> right. He, oh, it, it wasn't just that, though. It wasn't just talking to Ruth. He didn't talk to anybody. He didn't talk to any of the factions. Um, When he had Pike uh, kill, uh, what's his name? Right? And it's like, dude, all you had to do was have a conversation. Like, you, um, first of all, my first problem was the only woman he listened to is Zari. And Zari is the one that told him he has to take action on that. And I was like, dude, why are you listening to her? She's a whole ass traitor and a snitch. Right. right. And she's all, only she tried to kill Josie because she didn't right. want her to tell. Right. It's like you decided to go that route. Why would you come on, man? Come uh, on. All it man. required was a conversation because he sent a lackey. 
He yeah. set up a program. He set up something to do without making sure that everybody was going to be cool. You cut him in. Like, you, cu- you cut in. You cut in the. You cut in the. You cut cut in second class. You cut in. You cut in that group. That's his. That's his yeah. group. You just. But All again, he because had to do was say, "What is janitorial need?" Yeah. What do you? All right, let's work it. Let's cut a deal out. Let's do this. Bring or better yet, hey, I gotta go handle this. This is a problem. I need you to step up and come with the factions and sit down with Adrian and Ruth, all y'all who know these cars better than I do. Well, that's another thing too, right? He could have picked all the the the, the leaders of each of the sections mm-hmm. and literally brought them all in as you know as as equals, right? Could have done that, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a problem, and and. And you either have to like he 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 went with this idea that it's either or right. You either go the full Mister uh, Richard Wolf route, or even the Melanie route, where you pretend like there's got to be this caste system, there's got to be the separation, and pretend like you're a tyrant or be a tyrant, or you try this lackadaisical, well, I'm going to try to please everybody, but then not please anybody route. No, there's a middle side. Set up the fucking government. Set up, set up the people, the players of every section who know, like you said, who know more than you, and mm-hmm. lean on them. That that's that's the, the mark. The, the part that people don't understand about leadership is everybody thinks it's about being in charge. No, it's about knowing your team, putting yourself around a team, knowing your team, and trusting them on the things that are important. Hobby should never have been the person down there with Mister Wilford. It should have been Ben, because. Um, I, I, it started getting me when I saw that episode. It was like, this is why Wilford kept, keep mentioning Javi, right? He was like, oh, that's the weak link. That's the weak link right there. So all he had to do was get, get Javi nervous, and he could take over. Because Ben wasn't down there. Ben was up, at the, up at, actually in the, uh, up at the front of the engine, up at the top. Right. Doing other, it's like, no, you swap those two. You put the Ben down. This man starts making declarations about who on your crew can do a job. The second you let him say things like this is a Ben free zone, you say, well, that's a problem because that's your point of contact. You yeah. just come back in their face. Yeah, you don't give him the power to do that. But that's because, but, but also, you know what the problem is? Layton doesn't know enough about Ben and Javi to make that decision. Because he wouldn't listen to Melanie because he's still like, okay, he... He still doesn't understand why Melanie made him make the decision at the end nope. to cut the train. Yep. Nope. And because because he refuses to process the lessons that she was trying to teach him about the fact you can't handle me. I chose to become your ally because it was in the best interest of everybody on this train. Not because you were better than me, because he refuses to learn that lesson. And he refused to hear her when he said, he's like, look, you don't understand this, dude. You need to surround yourself with the people. You need a straight arrow who also understands this. You And because it was coming from Melanie, and as far as he was concerned, she was leaving the train and therefore outlived her usefulness. He needed her on to the next. I need you focused on this mission. You need to do this. When she's looking and saying, I would like a train to come back to. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to get back here and to my daughter safely. Um, and we skipped right over the episode where we um, talk about Melanie. Oh, I'm saving that just because that I, I like that being a, 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 a an, an outside episode. We're kind of seeing what's happening with Melanie. So I was going to say that for the end. Okay, um, I'm cool. I'm cool like, with that. Because like every, everything, everything, everything else is just like, it's so how together. And you through the episode and you're going like, oh, that's what happened to me. Oh, oh, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. I see it. I see it. You immediately but went to cannibalism. We'll, then, oh. Yeah. But then let's talk about her daughter, like right. Alex. Mm-hmm. Like the simple fact that he hasn't made any moves to, to cultivate the other person who's competent and qualified to step into her mother's shoes right the fuck now. Right. Uh, that he hasn't been paying attention like he didn't send andrea over there not to try to cultivate wilford but to try to cultivate his daughter um leaving both of them vulnerable to the manipulations that this man likes to utilize with um trauma and withholding and uh i get that this is a tv show and i'm slightly disturbed with some of the turns that they've decided to take but i understand why because this is the kind of this is the kind of authoritarian rule that is probably going to happen in this country. This is a more realistically messy version of a dystopian post-apocalyptic fallout future than we've gotten on TV in a really long time. We usually get the great sweeping, you know, sagas of Chiberia in, in the movies where they like to freeze things and suddenly a plane can still fly, you know? 
we don't usually get this kind of story where you have a guy who when he was alive was a monster he was a monster he was wealthy he was also well-to-do he was connected and if you know you need to couple a couple people together just you know shove a bill cosby a harvey weinstein a little bit of polanski and allen in and you've got wilford that's who he is Mm -hmm. you know he likes to play self-deprecating he's the one who likes to have people sing his praises but what he really wants is people to kiss his feet but he convinces the people around him that they need to convince the people that he is their savior and that he, and that he can do no wrong when he had uh, when he pulled that woman completely back under his thumb oh yeah it was yeah who and at the same time was strategically cutting out alex mhm and yeah. at the same time convincing people on snowpiercer to work against their own self-interest and to 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 build up the mystique and the cult of wilfer and none of this is being countered. Yeah. Every time that man went to go take a bath, I was like, he's going to do something else. It's going to be terrible. They should just deny him water. He is a he's a bath. As someone who comes up with their best and probably most ridiculously malicious but plausible ideas, having a good soak, someone needs to just deny him access to a bathtub. Well, but, Every time he takes right. a soak, he is up to something. But that's why that's why that's when you that's why you get to see the to say it, genius of 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 Wilford and what he did here from him letting Melanie go, knowing that by having Melanie go, she is the only one that could that could stop him. She right. was the only one that would not let him get away. Knowing, like he read other thing, he read late in the minute he laid eyes on him. He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I see, Mark. Oh, he <laughs> easy, you know, exactly." Which and, is why he was like, "Oh." I can leave. I can leave you. No, no. Yeah, leave the train. Yeah, you know, and 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 knowing that it has to be her. And oh no, she has to go. She got to be the one. And I'll do this and do this and getting her off the train so that she can't stop this because she would have immediately been like, "No, Layton, you can't do this." You know, um, and so that is, I, it, it, yeah, I think that is the thing that, um that really worked really well in, in, in seeing how all these things came together because you just don't, you don't know. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I am, I am just, I shouldn't be, I feel like every episode turns into what the fuck was Leighton thinking episode for us when we review this shit, but I find it's just, <laughs> it's so fascinating to see somebody and to see your lead character be purposely written. And, and I, I don't think this is a wrong thing. Be purposely written to be this dim witted. But it's what? realistic because there's no yeah. reason why there's like I I wouldn't believe it if all of a sudden Layton became this mastermind and knew how to do this. He no. shouldn't know how to. He's like again the one thing I think really worked really well also with the um the Melanie episode is also seeing the chaos that happened with like like this is a motherfucker that that basically stuck onto the train. Like he wasn't some mastermind. He wasn't somebody who was planned to be there. He was like you said. He was a police officer. I don't even call him a detective. Right, he's a regular dude. Like it, this is not somebody. Like this is his idea when everybody tried to make it seem like, oh well, if I was in charge during the zombie apocalypse, I would be this guy. No, you guys would all at the most be at best be Layton, which is not good. Not no. good. You know, I'd be aiming to be Josie, but you know. And hoping I'd hit that mark, right? But, but let's be honest, there most of us is not going to be that way, right? It's like it's no, just, it's yeah. going to turn mm-hmm. into the, be this mess because it's a lot. It's a lot they handle. Like the one thing I really enjoyed about them pointing out the you know the whole thing with, with Ruth and the little girl was just like, oh shit, it has been a while. It, and and like it, it, I mean, it not it hasn't been a while. It's, it's like this was like maybe a month ago. Like this wasn't that long ago where all of this stuff happened, right? And so when that little girl was afraid of, of Ruth, she was like, what's going on? And she was like, yeah, like. You wanted was, to cut her arm off, you, ma'am. You, you, you wanted, wanted to, to stick you, it out. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. You want to cut her arm off. Then you cut her mom's arm off. Her mom died. And like, you're like, right. oh, yeah, all this did happen. And that wasn't that long ago. And so. But that's, what I, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm really enjoying. Okay. I feel 
I feel like I kind of made a really harsh statement saying that he's just a regular schmegular cop. And I don't mean that to say that I, I don't have a cop problem. I don't. Um, I have a bad cop problem. I'm but, no but I will say that the police are a little passive. It's but even at the detective level, when you talk about an investigation, the number one thing that you hear about them complaining is people didn't come forward. I was like, well, did you go so, to them? So here's you know, did you, you know, I watch, you know, I watch, too, I watch way too many of those. I, yeah. I watch ID channel mm-hmm. and I watch I know, uh, Oxygen, Snap, and all that. Yeah, so we watch all the same thing. So I'm just gonna go and tell you right now. Um, I'm gonna be like, some of these cops is dumb as fuck. Some of these detectives. Some of, them are, some of some them are dumb, really, but a lot of it has dumb, to do like, with because they're allowed to be. Well, well, they're what, allowed well, to be. Well, what is that? But also, you got to remember, the thing that makes a, a cop look like and a detective look like good is the fact that criminals are usually dumber. And right. so, like, <laughs> you know. He's got a whole ass mastermind. Right, this right. man is out so, of his depth. Right. So, so, so things like fall into their laps and there's not a lot of detective going on because just like, oh, wait. So you took a policy out on your wife and your wife is shot in the back of the head next to you in the bed and the windows are broken from the inside of the house. And look at, nigga, you did this, didn't you? I yeah, know. like that's but now that's, he's got that's someone, a, that was great detective yeah. work. I'm like, no, nigga, that's not great detective work. No. That's just like the nigga's just dumb. Like, what are you it's talking a logic about? Logic train, <laughs> simple causal connection and consequential, you know, right. following the logic. But when but you're, when yeah. you're dealing with people who out the gate are smarter than you, like they built this train, they yeah. put it together, they made it work. Well, they were making judgment calls about who was gonna do what. You know, Melanie already knows that she underestimated the level of uh, ruthless and murderousness in in Wilford from the get go. Like yeah. she miscues when he said things like, "There's nothing more important than order." Yeah. Well, she you know, and, right, and that's why she understood how dangerous. She was like, "I made him." You could tell she made a mistake. That's why she. Stole I've already the train. gotten people murdered fucking yeah. around with this man. Right. The fact that it's about his ego. He's not doing this. Like at that time when she's like, "I, I don't even know if you're a true believer in this," and he snapped on her. And she could see in his face. He was like, "Oh, he would kill me." Yeah. He doesn't think he needs me. I'm expe- Oh. Everyone right? is expendable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when it comes down to brass tacks and you realize that he was building a pleasure cruise mm-hmm. with which he was going to live out the end of his life, whether it was through the freeze or beyond, that he literally was just designing how he planned to go out. And he did not really actually care about saving mankind. It was simply about this is how I want to live until the end. Mm hmm. And he looked at her and said, your family can go. You need space. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's looking at him saying, you know how many more people we could get on here and how many more lives we could save? And he's like, oh, well, this is necessary, too. And she was real smart not to say, this is just for your whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but you with, with Alex, on his face. What yeah. Alex keeps saying, I'm like, Alex, you, girl, you in danger. Yeah, you are not, girl. He can drive. I mean, right. there's a reason why there's not a nook and cranny that he didn't understand when it came to Snowpiercer or Big Alice. There's a reason why he could train you and teach you what you needed to go. You know, don't get me wrong. She had a natural aptitude and an ability that she inherited from her mother. And her mother probably did some of her foundational training because she was a baby, but she wasn't uneducable before the, the freeze happened. But this... I think this also has to do with the fact that a lot of people overestimate their skill set while underestimating other people's. And I think that also feeds into the secondary reason for why Leighton seems to make every consummately stupid decision on the face of the earth, because there are no long term consequential fallout to stopping cannibalism in the tail, other than the fact people stop getting eaten. Mm-hmm. And you have a man who's grateful to you and gives you his undying loyalty because you convince everyone else not to kill him because he was eating people. But that's not the same as having someone who can convince people that slicing their arms open and then living is something they need to thank him for. Mm-hmm. And that they can then level. subsequently convince other people that he did them a good thing. Well, that's the thing, right? Again, Leighton didn't could have talked to Audrey to get the full picture of what he was dealing with. Didn't do that before he sent her over there. It's like, you're just watching all, like, I, I, again, I can't stress this enough. When, when Wilford was, was berating Javi and then calmly walk over to the mic and started saying, this is a chief engineer, Wilford. I, I, my jaw dropped going like, 
Layton, did you just let this mother... You just let him walk over... You yeah, let him do he that. took the train. You just... You let him... You let him take the train from you. He didn't... He didn't even, like, force it. You literally let him walk over there and do it and didn't even try to stop him. And that's when I realized it's like the rest of the episode is just Layton dejected going to like, I'm like, yeah, you're a dumb motherfucker. You know that? Mm-hmm. There's no coming you, back from you this, ga- You gave him the train. He didn't yeah, take it from The simple fact is you he didn't have somebody him. in the crowd identifying the people who threw up the W at that damn memorial. Right. It's just and like, come the on, The simple man. fact that he had a whole ass serial killer whose justification for what he was doing, part of it was is the wrong shepherd is leading and almost converted his now top cop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do uh, think it's significant that almost every single time that an alarm needed to be raised, he's listening to the girl whose theme song should be these hoes ain't loyal. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's not listening to the other people around him. But uh, yeah, I, I have always had a problem with people who send people without knowing. Like, if you're going to determine if you've got a rook, a bishop, or a pawn, you need to know what moves they can make. And you don't send damaged people to the people who can break them. Oh, well, first just, of, well I mean, well, first of all, well, first of all, first of all, yes. you're talking chess with a motherfucker who's barely playing checkers. So there's that. I don't so. even know if he can do a standard 32 deck shuffle. I wouldn't look. I wouldn't play spades with this man. Mm-hmm. I don't think he understands what even bidding your hand means. I d- because this this feels like someone who had the cards to run a Boston and didn't make four. Mm-mm. Well, it, he he started <laughs> off. Well, you know what it is, right? He he got ahead of himself with that one win he thought he got with um Kevin. Mm-hmm. He thought, "Oh, okay, I got it. We got. They got. They need food. We got it. We can. We can. We can play this game." And all that did was make Wilford go, "Oh, you trying to play that game? Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you can play? Oh, thank oh, we, you for opening the door. Oh, we we playing. We playing. Oh, we, you wanna you wanna play the game now? All right, cool. Let's see how you can do." And he failed miserably. Yeah, <laughs> miserably. he couldn't beat Alex. No, but can we talk about the fact that before they went out and Melly left the train, it should have been obvious that he was out of his league when he let that little girl get close enough to slit his throat and mm-hmm. didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. I said, you know what? I don't think he's going to have to stage a violent clue. I don't. I don't think he's going to have to do anything except for now that he knows that Melanie kept him alive as a main dominant means of keeping order. All mm-hmm. he has to do is live up to his own hype and continue to build his mystique and to keep them from knowing how desperate things are on Big Alice. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to take into consideration uh, his Rocky and Bullwinkle geneticists. Mm. I know that they kind of play it and they, the, 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 the people think that they're a little silly, but... They're terrifying. They're not silly. They're, they're fucking they're, terrifying. They're fucking- yeah, no, no. A friend of mine watches this, and she's like, she's like, I just have a hard time taking them seriously. I was like, what? They're the they're the most fucking terrifying motherfuckers on the on the train. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm terrified of them. I was like, I'm I'm petrified of them. She's like, I know. I was like, look, the most the, anybody who could pull off a whole Rocky and Bullwinkle comedic finish each other's sentences feel like slightly that side of crazy. That people, I was like, I don't underestimate them. They're geneticists. I don't know what they made somebody impervious to cold. That like they, they're Mm-mm. not. They, I feel, I get Nazi vibes from them. They they Mangala. fucking Mangala. They, yes, Mangala. They, they fucking terrify the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, but the way they play it and and the way they drop information and and they maintain a certain level of control and the fact that it. Uh, if Leighton had played it right, they probably would have come over to him anyway for nothing else. They want their original facility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you have to remember, those were the genetics the, the genetics people that Melanie couldn't get on the pl- train. The, yeah. the ones that didn't get murdered. Well, I was to say, well, not not really, right? Not they're prob- all of them. They're actually, pro- no, I'd, I'd, I'd argue they're probably the ones she didn't want. <laughs> because no, she, Wilford she Mar- Wilford People got were the, late. 
people were late. That's why the train hadn't left. I don't think they were late. They killed six six of the families. Oh, they killed her six extras. But oh, I okay. think other people besides just her family gotcha. were late. Okay. And I they're gotcha. the ones who were on Big Alice. Yeah, that's, one so thing. I, yeah, yeah, that's one thing, too. It's like, yeah, um, you can't be late to something like this. You can't be no, late when somebody. I'd have been early. Yeah, I'd have been there the day before. I'd have been asking, do y'all need right. help with anything? What time y'all boarding? Y'all boarding back. at six? Uh, uh, nigga, I'll be there at three. Uh uh-uh, uh, fuck that. I'm there the day the before, before right. trying to see if I can help load luggage. And, I'm especially, getting... especially if it's like the end of the world type shit. Like, I'm nigga, yeah, we, yeah, I'm we, on the train. Yeah. You could, like, if you decide at the last minute you just want to die with your people, you can get off the train. But I'm going to be on the train. We're not waiting to the last minute if we make the decision to go. I'm going to be at the train yard on the right side of the gate. My bags are going to be on board. If my ride decides later that they just going to go out in a blaze of the end of world icy glory, they can get off the train. But I'm going to be on... I was so stunned to realize how many people were late for their appointment to get on the train. (laughs) Right. Chris. Right. Right. But also to realize how very... um, how very disorganized and i was like oh it's a pandemic well i also so so that's what i guess we can now start talking about that melanie episode i think that and and we still uh, this is the first time we've gotten like a really a good look at what happened before right the train took off so we got the all the events leading up to it and to so it made it seem like it really had gotten to this point where oh shit hit the fan like big like right then and so i kind of feel like what must have happened was you know we're, we're, we were joking about how, how i would have been early but it, it something feels like it, it it people weren't nobody was really prepared for this it sounds like they got the like everybody was like oh shit we yeah. gotta no, go it sounds yeah. like he tried to do this on the do yeah that too like he, he he sold his seats he sold his tickets he decided he played god he decided who was going to live or die mm-hmm. uh he gathered the people around him and he probably had his second class hires and um and the people who he thought were important and he made sure they were there he probably had them working on site probably you know i wouldn't be surprised if there's an nda involved and i'm not violating a wilfred nda any more than i would violate a beyonce nda because mm-hmm. both seem like very bad moves for your future um and I think I think word got out while the last of the people who were just supposed to be passengers or f- family of crew, he mm-hmm. probably made them wait till last anyway because they're not important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it got out. It's probably a paying customer said something they shouldn't have, or somebody. It's like there was a movie uh, that just came out about uh, there's supposed to be some kind of android uh, asteroid attack, and it flashed up on people's TV, the code that you needed to go to this base. And this one oh, guy was that had that Greenland mo- movie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like how Greenland started where he had all those people over at his house and he was considered to be essential personnel. He and his family, and they popped up a code on his TV telling him where he needed to go, what the code was so he could go get the armband so he could go be saved. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what's going to happen at the end of the world. They're going to try to be all electronically efficient and let the word get out. And then they're going to get overrun because that didn't make any sense the way that some people were prepared to try prepared to try to hop this train like Leighton and his people. And he probably heard about it because he was a cop, you know, and then he probably started telling people. And then once the word was out, they got bum rushed at the gates. But it seemed like he was trying to do this on the DL and that they were like waiting on the last of the people to board their families to get there so they could leave. And it'd be what it would be. And they got overrun because people realized that they was trying to leave with the train. And that's definitely what probably would happen. You're right. When nobody prepared. Or the government lied to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you find out that this dude has is is about to go on his track around the world, and only people on that train gonna be saved because they got heat. Yeah, um, that tracks. Yeah, um, and then you know, poor Melanie. <laughs> I, I like yeah. the fact that once she realized uh, that her ration thing, her mind immediately went to cannibalism, like immediately, <laughs> like. <laughs> Because the entire time you got to remind yourself, it's like, like all the people she's she's interacting with are in her head, and so it's literally what her mind is going. It's like, bitch, you ain't been you ain't you ain't 
you ain't even starting to starve yet. And you already went to, you already got a Wilford in your head saying, you know, well, you know, you got the arm. That's at least a couple of days, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, that's kind of early. To babies taste like chicken. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, yeah, you might need to get that. Let's not completely over, you know, you know, write it off. But like, but like, like damn, damn bitch! Like, can you at least go get through? Hung- Could you get hungry first? Right? Can we go through? You- right? It wasn't even day one. Day one, you already, you already got the voice in your head going like, I mean, yeah, I know who you'd have been I mean, if you lived in the tail, Melanie. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and take a finger. You know, go ahead and suck on the suck mm. them on the finger ice pops and go call it a day. You know, it's just like somebody wake up with you breathing up their right. neck. God damn. Um. So I did, but I did appreciate again seeing, um, because it really was, uh, you know. Uh, between the conversation you had with the Wolford in her head, and like, even the conversation you had with um Layton, with him basically going, him basically kind of mocking her, going like, "Damn, you gotta live like we did in the tale now." Hmm, interesting. You know, it's it's funny what your schizophrenia, your, your conscience does, right? You know, so I and I really didn't do, but it also got to show you that you know Melanie is for all the flaws that Melanie had. Melanie was another complex character where. You know, it gave that context of Melanie in the first season where she makes all these choices and you're like, well, shit. When you think about the position she was put in, right, where one, she probably did save a lot of people by not having that train leave without having Wilford on because God forbid he had been on that train. They all might have died or it would have been it would have been like Big Alice, right? But worse. Um, so there's that. Um, but then two, she's also having, like you said, having to deal with the structure and the people that Wilfred had already let on the train. Right. And her making that quick decision of we're going to pretend like he's on the train, her, like her immediate, like they didn't show this, but you can kind of piece it together. Like mm-hmm. once they took off, it's like, she immediately went to, we had a lot. Because she didn't own, she had no connection to any of the jackboots. Right. So it was like, not only did she, she, she say, we got to lie, but then it also goes back to, and again, what they've been doing, we've been talking about Ruth, she immediately put herself into hospitality, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, because she knew how important hospitality was, and that that's the, that's the group that sees everybody on the train and deals with everything, and, and literally are the people that know every aspect of this train outside of the engineer. So it's like, she put herself there. It's like, when you start putting it all together, it's like, mm, yeah, mm, Melanie was way better at all of this. And, and it wasn't like this was something that, well, there clearly was a plan, because at one point, Ben even says, if you're going to steal the train, we got to do it now. So they clearly have thought about sealing the train before, but I don't know if she ever really had a plan for how she was going to lead the train. I think they were going to kill Wilford and let it look like he died. No, I think, no, yeah, no, absolutely. I think they were going to kill him, but then when he was not on the train, they had this opportunity to do it without killing him. But then, like, you you didn't got to, it's a thing we're dealing with with Leighton, you got to run the train now. And so there was already a system in place and it's like we gotta, we can't undo that system, right? Even and though then she's a, like, right. maybe we can try to relax some things, Ex- or... exactly. But we can't, and it, compl- right? Yeah, because again, and it does it, make right. sense. It makes a lot of sense how Andrea ended up owning the night car because she would have known yeah. Wilford wasn't on the train, right? You now know? that we know she's his ace boon coon and would have well, been living with him. Well, in in I can't remember. Did Audrey know that Wilford wasn't on the train? Uh, yeah. Audrey was in that when she said, when I told you how we needed to do the night car, what we needed to do with it. Okay. She, no, she negotiated directly with Melanie. Well, so, the, and, that, and that's my thing, right? So Melanie knew exactly who to go to and who she needed to have in on the secret and in on, in on what it is. Like she made the right move. All the moves that right. Layden has not made were, we watched Melanie. We, we now see Melanie did those, Right. And, then, and that's and, why I say it's dumb the way that it, what's happening and why I say that he's just passive and dumb and yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's because you got to be active. You got to be active. 
you not only do you have to be active, but he is systematically deconstructing what Melanie did, not Wilford, what Melanie did. Mm-hmm. Like by not immediately bringing the people who were in her inner circle, circle into the fold, making them still like they still have voices, making them still like they still have power and position. The people who were already in on the secret as to what was going on with uh, Snowpiercer have no reason to come to him. And you also that got, that right. goes for medical too, right? And you also got to realize, right? I think the 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 people in the tail of the train represent a problem because they also weren't supposed to be there, right? Right. And so they're now not you, allocated in resources. So now, so now you have to deal. And you also with what we're seeing also now, and again, this comes off as a villain agenda for Melanie, but it's just it's it's not that. It's just true that you're also starting to see. It's like, oh, you actually have real Wilford loyalists. And so you can't do what you think you need to do because they would kill you. They would right. they would have turned on you and killed you. So you have to live the lie to go forward. I mean, and then and, and you got people. You got to find the people that are good. Like Roach, I feel so bad for him. Roach oh, and his family man. at the end when they end up they end up putting him in the drawers. I was just like, man. Like even when he when he told his wife, he was like, listen, I got to do this. Like I don't want to if if Wilford takes over. Like, is that the train we want our daughter? Like, do we want to go back to that kind of train with our daughter? Like, like Layton's a good dude. Like, he's yeah. trying to, he's and not doing the right thing. Right. right. <laughs> but like, but you understand where she was coming from too on the side of like, but you do realize what that means. Like mm-hmm. the, the, I got my own network of people and I don't think it's as close as you think it's going to be. This is starting to tilt to Wilford. We might need to. I think she was right. We might need. Oh, to she was totally right. Right, and and uh, yeah, I felt she was bad also naive. Oh yeah, like she, she was. She was. She was. She was. She was. She was way too close to being a true believer, yeah. and it dawned on me that that was true when she waved away him trying to point out to her the punishments and the systems of punishment that Wilfred had built into the train. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we built something. He built into the train a way to freeze people's arms off, and like that was built into the train. That's not something that we yeah. came up with. It was built. It was a feature, not a bug. It was, yeah. it I was, was like, a feature of the he, train. Yeah, we built this into his, this. His, yeah, he intended to freeze people's limbs off to control any dissidents or uprisings. Yeah, yeah. it's like, come on, guys, like. He's a fully formed dictator. We have right. a chance to do, get somebody who at right. least understands committee. We, we can't do this. You know, we can't do and yeah, I felt bad when he shows up and they put in his wife they already put his wife and a daughter in the in the drawer and he's there. I was like I just kinda cried. Yeah. Right. I was just like, damn man, he was trying to do the right thing. Like Because uh, I like Roche. I but. do, man. I I do. Like it's well that's the thing. Again, going back to this, you got Leighton, you got people. Like I, I think the best thing that happened to Melanie is seeing the Snowpiercer go go past her. Which we still haven't gotten to that point yet, right? Right. We still haven't gotten to the point of Snowpiercer. I, that's another reason why I liked what they, they they did with that throwing that 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 episode in there. Like I feel like that's gonna be the end of the season. And, and, and where Melanie we see, getting back on the train? I don't know that that scene we saw of the train passing Melanie by. <laughs> I think that's the end of the season. You know? I can see that. I can right? see that. Like that's the end of the season. We got to be stuck with like what? Yeah. But I'm like, yo, Melanie, you might be go back and eat your rats because like I don't know if you want to get back you on need that. Need to go train. see where that cavern goes, ma'am, because you live well, there that, now. Well, that, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if you want to go back to this. Uh, yeah. Um, so much stuff, you know. Like it's yeah, just. But, <sighs> but to go back to your comment that you made at the beginning, I think all of the things that we're talking about and the way that it kind of builds up and then deconstructs itself and it's messy and it's it's frightfully close to being reality TV esque. Um, is it, I think that's what makes I'm really enjoying season two. So I think it's a good show, but I think it's deliberately chaotic and mm-hmm. we don't really get too many shows that lean into the chaos like this anymore. So no. And I, yeah. And that's why I was like, it's it, it, it feels like on the survey, like, man, this is not a good show because this is, dumb. but I'm like, well, no, this is actually real. Like it's, yeah. it's deliberately messy and the people are de- sometimes deliberately stupid or boneheaded because like they should be they shouldn't know any better 
You know, these are broken people and people that are not meant like this entire season is laying this in over his head, but like he should be in over his head. This is not something where somebody just rallies behind and all of a sudden he can do it. Like I remember when he gave the speech about the, the it was a decent speech about we're all one train. We all got to come together. And even like Ruth was like, I don't think that's going to hit the way you think it's going to hit, you know? It's I, and it's, but it's, and, 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 but I can see, I can see somebody who doesn't have that experience and doesn't, is, is not in touch with people like that. Seeing that stuff and not realizing that it's not going to hit like they think it's going to hit. I mean, we've seen like, it. Yeah. We've seen it in the real world. We're seeing it now. It's like, I think part of the reason why people might be having some issues with what's happening on this train is because this is what happens when you yeah. think all you need to do is burn everything down. This is what happens yeah. when you don't think that you need to learn any of the, when you treat everything as an ahistorical problem. This is what happens when context doesn't matter to you. This is what happens when you think you have the right to sit in a place of resentment and make decisions unilaterally, even though you're supposed to be working in committee. This is what happens when you give lip service to what it means to live in a social environment. This is what happens when you don't have any respect for democracy, not real democracy. This is what happens when you decide the problems are the rules, not the rule makers who made the bad rules because rules can be changed. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you think all you need to do is identify the bully, identify the big bad, and you can move on from there. Golly gee, we don't know any people who want to do that and at all in our country. Do we, do we, Chris? We, it's just, you no, know, this no. is all totally a thought experiment, right? Totally a thought experiment. Yeah. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm really yeah. enjoying it, because yeah. they it's, it's contemporary. It's a contemporary setting. You've got a lot of realism. They lean to science and fiction, which I think is a smart move. And they're going, but they're doing it in ways that are still rooted and grounded in reality, like the Mingleus brother and sister, or husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And in and and the uh, the aspects of this train that have been like basically touted as being magical but clearly it's just a train cuz you know shit still breaks right mm -hmm. but yeah so all of those things are why i'm really enjoying this show and why what i'm really appreciating about what's happening but i really am here for the mess i am and i'm here to see how zara dies and when someone's going to tell him God, that baby is needs, too old to have been his i'm just needs, that's what i'm here she for she needs I mean. to die so much she needs i'm to just die here so for him much. to see exactly how deeply he gets played like him over there yeah, him him over there crying over it i just wanted i'm like motherfucker you should have should have known that shit man come on come on just hmm. yeah ruth got her number yeah yeah like again, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, we'll be back for the last two episodes. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, Aren't they like uh extra long episodes? Are they? I don't know. I didn't check the screener app. Are they extra I long? I think so. I think episode nine is like two hours or something. Wait, what? Hmm. I think we get some extra. We'll have to check. But yeah, I think we get some since we're leading up to the finale and they had to lose an episode because they had to stop for a minute for pandemic. I think we get some extra long episodes. Mm -hmm. I double I check. check on that, but I think we might. Okay. I didn't know about that. So, all right, we'll, we'll see. Uh, either way, we're here for it. Um, I can't wait. So, all right, folks, um, make sure you guys subscribe, movie trailer reviews, uh, on iTunes and radio. If you're listening to us now and you're not on Spotify, I had to resubmit the Spotify feed for movie trailer reviews. So just search for it again and it'll pop back up and you guys can add us again. So if you lost somehow you lost the feed on Spotify, you can go back, search for it, and you can add it back in. And we had some some technical difficulties. So um cool. So we'll be back soon. Uh and until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>